Shalom and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Shoshana Lis, and I am here with Rabbi Magid Charna Rosenholtz. We will be exploring this week Parshat Vaishlach, the Torah portion Vaishlach, and Jacob sent dot, dot, dot. Charna, Reb Charna, over to you. Hello, and thank you so much. Uh, we wanted to look at this verse, um, a, a verse that doesn't uh, get a lot of talk in the commentary, but it moved us very much. So I'm going to read a translation of it and then share some words about it. It is 3221, and Jacob says, you shall say, also, here, your servant, Yaakov, is behind us. Let us remember that Jacob is returning home. He has come to understand the insults he did to his brother. He finds out that there are 400 men waiting for him when he comes. He's quite frightened. And he is trying to figure out, first of all, how to appease his brother. Yet deep within this experience, we also sense that he's really realizing the effect of what he did to his brother. You know, we often have intentions of what we put into the world, yet one of the things we hope to share with you is it's not only the intention, it's the impact of what you have done to the other and how do you create a reconciliation between people when something horrendous has occurred. It's kind of our overall theme. So back to the translation. You shall say also here, your servant Jacob is behind us, behind all these gifts. For he said to himself, I will wipe his face. Or Rashi says, I will wipe the anger away from his face with the gift that goes ahead of my face. Afterward, when I see his face, perhaps he will lift up my face. Wow, the word face, pei nun hei is the uh, word root of that, shows up four times in this single sentence. And we have to ask ourselves, how are we going to define face? As you know, the psychologists, Carl Jung in particular, really talks about how we have an inner face and an outer face. And the Hebrew reflects that. The word face means to turn. I'm going to face something. I'm going to turn towards something. It means before. It means focusing my attention as I turn towards something. What am I facing? It means countenance, like in the beautiful priestly blessings, um, the sense of the countenance, how one's like aura or presence, if you will, affects um, those around you. It's the actual face. It is also one's interiority, what's happening inside. So we see through this verse that one's face is one of the things that is really being looked at. It is the face, even though these two brothers have different uh, facial characteristics, they are still two humans that shared a single womb. They are two humans that are deeply connected that are they're twins to the core 
and somehow mirrors of each other. And part of our story is going to be the reconciliation of inner and outer through mm. seeing each other's face, truly wow. seeing each other's face. Truly seeing each other's face. Before this moment, Jacob prays from his depths, from his core, in a sense, turning towards the face of the divine, which he was blessed to experience through a dream. And now he's kind of doing, he's doing it more directly here. I'm going to pray to the face of God that I will be blessed with your face within my own face. I think that's a, a key in his being able to then turn towards the face of the one with whom he has so much painful history. Um, he is righteously indignant. He himself has done a wrong and this has caused great distance and fear for each of their lives um, between these brothers. Um, I wanna recap what you said, that face, that word panim, has embedded in it an inner and an outer idea of facing. You said turning towards facing, right? And also you spoke about that beautiful priestly blessing where we say, we're speaking to the countenance, to the presence of God's face in us, towards us, and then also the interiority of a human. And we're putting this together inside, outside, within, without. And that's beautiful. And the prayer that you speak of, thank you so much for bringing that prayer in that he had done, that prayer, I know you're going to talk about humility that was inherent within that prayer in a second, but I want to say prayer allows us to see things in their true light because we are moving outside of just our own kind of bubble of reality. Um, prayer allows us to see a bigger picture, to, um, to connect you know, our spiritual values with the outer world, and that prayer uh, really had a huge impact on him. Um, right. And the particular prayer, the words of the prayer, the content as well, as well as his willingness to do it, is uh, verse 11 in chapter 32. He says, hasadim emet asher asita et I have been made small in your face, in the face of something so much greater than me, by your kindness, your truth. I've found a sense of kindness and truth within me that allows me to humble myself enough to transcend my own hurt and prepare myself to greet the face of the other who is my twin, right? And you say these two are so interconnected. Well, guess what? Every human is a face that we might not know as connected to ours, but is in deep potential, a connected face, a twin even. We are all the faces of the divine. It's beautiful. And so for, you know, there are ways when we are in difficult situations, we might pray, we might offer a gift, or God forbid, we might use force. Um, sometimes that becomes our last resort. But the word mincha itself has within it this inherent notion that there is, um, to, to give a mincha, you are showing there is some kind of true submission. Something has shifted interiorly in order to offer a gift. Um, and uh, Nechama Leibowitz talks about this in regards to, um, or, or other sages also talk about with Cain and Abel, the reason why one uh, Cain's wasn't accepted 
accepted is because he didn't offer it with that sense of true submission or humility. And that's very important. And we really believe here that force is the last option. We look at the word for camp and we look at the word for mint, for, um, for gift here that's being used, mincha and camp. They're the same letters, just in a different order. It's almost as if these words are teaching us, look at give the gift. It's only a last resort that you use force. How do you- Because machana represents force. Yeah, machene. Yeah, well, camp. A camp is often connected yep. to to war. Thank you so much. So, mm. two so they're so subtle. Like you can choose the fight, or you can choose the, shall we say, flow, or you know, something other than fight. Uh, exactly. When you spoke about interiority, when we can be witnessed fully in our interior experience, you know, in my case, in our family's case, being the victims of a of a vehicular homicide of our father. In the courtroom, our stories were heard so deeply that in an instant, literally in the middle of the hearing of these stories, towards the end, I should say, my sister, the third person to give uh, her victim impact statement at the courthouse, our father was killed by a driver who fled from the scene after killing him when he was walking on the sidewalk. The man is sitting in the courthouse and I could not face him. I heard him say guilty, guilty to two counts. I'm looking, seeking a face to settle into. And I looked at my mother and our dear friend, Barbara, and I just soaked in the love of a face that I knew only held the deepest love and compassion and listening for our story and witnessing it. Once that story was witnessed, my sister then turned towards the man who killed our father. And she said, I wanna see your face. Not in those words. She said, I wanna know a human experience with you because the design of our court system, of our criminal justice system is to keep these faces as far apart and to, to engage in a fight in which their faces will not be seen or witnessed, but something else is possible here and important here, right? Leaving forgiveness aside, just turning to the face of someone who's so deeply hurt you and seeing a human face with, with all the beauty of a human face and the um, emotions crying and responding to my sister it was this man's face. And I took in that face because my sister opened a door and said, would you like to walk in and sense to me? That's how I experienced it. I wasn't forced to see his face. I was ready to see his face. And then the invitation was there in the middle of a courtroom. She, she essentially did something against the rules. You're only supposed to address the judge. She addressed the man directly. She was transgressive in that moment. And she gave me the world. She gave me my life back because I could see this face, take in this face, and eventually within a few days, experience forgiveness, compassion and forgiveness. That's so unbelievably beautiful and touching and um my, my heart cracks open to your story. And it's it's a real reminder, you know, this is Yaakov Avinu. This is somebody that is so deeply embedded as an important soul in our tradition. And we learn from him, he made a mistake, he tricked his brother. And there's a part of him that finally through his own smallness realized that it was time to truly appease him, to wipe away the mistake, to submit through gifts, to give him materiality, which was important 
to Asav as a way to say, hey, I know I took your birthright, but here, have all of this. One could say that Yaakov came to true atonement by seeing the interior experience of his brother through truly seeing his face as you did that very same thing in your own. But I want to emphasize, China, it's important to say that he too needed to be witnessed in his interiority fully and completely, which maybe was the dream last week, in order to be able to, it wasn't just he was made small, he was made large in a sense with God's presence in order to, right, an ego was small, but also his story was heard and witnessed and held. And then there was a, an opportunity to go beyond it. Beautiful. And so I think uh, we will conclude today by saying these last words of this, this panav ulayisa uh, panai. Perhaps his face will lift my face. Perhaps if he will accept my face, we can have that sense of healing. How important it is to have that place of forgiveness for knowing one's own self through prayer, through seeing what has to happen as repair between people and to see that in this sense of we are all interconnected, that we can move towards a deep healing of enemy to enemy through truly experiencing the other, taking responsibility for the other, lifting each other up through one's experience. Lifting each other, each other, each face, one at a time even the hard ones. Thank you, Rev Charna. Wish everybody the blessing of seeing one's own face, the face, the countenance of the divine face, filled with that, turning towards the face of the other. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.